0: Welcome to the Burning for Marriage podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: And we are the Sages. Welcome to the Burning for Marriage podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: We are talking about the five non negotiables in our marriage. And this comes after us talking last week about the 90 day reset, uh, Mm -hmm. something that we implemented uh, in this journey of our marriage and just how we've navigated that. And so now we are discussing today, the five non-negotiables that we just think are crucial that we have really built into uh, in these last eight months.
1: Yeah, we're going on 36 weeks, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, 36 weeks. So yeah, the five non-negotiables and these are the things that we prioritize. But before we jump into what those are, Uh, We just wanted to touch on a few things about why we felt the need to press into this. So you guys know our story. You Mm -hmm. know about the 90-day reset, and uh, we did mention the five non-negotiables a tad in our last podcast, but before we jump in, these are some of the reasons why we wanted to share some statistics about why we knew that these were things to really just highlight our marriage, really pay attention to these areas because not only was this pro- were these causing problems within our house mm-hmm. after looking at studies it's causing a lot of problems in other marriages and we knew that this is this is not this is culture's uh, problems with marriage and yeah. we wanted to take it by the rain according to a study also done in 2021 they took they kind of qu- talked to both wives and husbands mm-hmm. and they asked them what were reasons that they felt like their marriage was a failure like mm-hmm. what were reasons that they thought that they were not succeeding in their marriage and they shared lack of intimacy finances finances money problems publicly devaluing their relation their relationship Mm-hmm. using power and control rather than compromise and lack of communication and feeling unseen or heard.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, these are, I don't want to say common things you would hear, but I feel like, you know, you could, we can hear and read any of those things. And uh, we can think of either maybe a marriage or a relationship that we've mm-hmm. seen where, you know, you might have a friend or it might've been yours at one point that, you know, might've had, one of those traits or something where, um, that's just something that people experience. And so it's definitely easy to see how a lot of people could be going through, um, those things. And that could be things that make them feel like their marriage and their relationships, you know, feel more like a failure and like they're not doing. Yeah. And well.
1: honestly, just reading like the, uh, what the wives and husbands commonly felt that their reasons, their marriage felt like a failure. We, <laughs> we had all of those lack of in- intimacy, finances and money problems. Right. Mm-hmm how many times did I make jokes about you or you make jokes about me when I read publicly devaluing their relationship that's like you I'm thinking yeah, of like I mean, making jokes about your partner uh,
0: I mean like I think publicly devaluing I think is if I Speaking. was if I was to speak lower of you as oh, a wife okay yeah. or you yeah. to speak poorly of me as a husband and just public? say you were
1: venting to a friend yeah but or really, you
0: know because yeah. like because if we you know you make small jokes about one another and like in certain groups depending on what the jokes yeah, are is true. like fine yeah. but you know it would be if you're attacking like you know, yeah
1: but like using power and control rather than compromise yeah. absolutely i'd be like no this is what we're doing mm-hmm. um i was just that latina in me i was using that a lot and then lack of communication and feeling unseen and unheard. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just crazy that that is that we're not. This the the statistics show that this is not unusual, right? Mm-hmm. There's more people struggling with this, and like we shared, yeah. we we just have so much to just. We just wanna we just wanna help younger couples that are experiencing in, some of these difficult in, in waters in here. Seeing
0: this, it's you know because this was a study just conducted last year Mm -hmm. it's clear to see that you know these are things that clearly people are still struggling with and it seems that there isn't enough foundational you know things that people grasp and learn from to to help to help them in their their marriage starting out because you know if so many people are experiencing this you would think like oh you know they must have learned from somebody but clearly relationships and marriages are still struggling from these things um maybe they just don't know where they can go for resources or things yeah. to yeah. Uh, look into and, and yeah
1: and it's never too late to just you know we were you know three and a half years in when we decided and we've been together for thir- 12 years 13 years
0: going on 13 13 years yeah
1: so you know, we decided to hit the reset button and do the 90-day reset, uh, yeah. obviously after the addiction was revealed, and mm-hmm. we decided to, you know, invite God into our relationship. But one of the things that I, we decided to do is we needed to have five non-negotiables that were were really just easy foundation, t- like, tools mm-hmm. that we could I, lean on and just really, like, that, that was our... Because if you write down, like, a list of 15, 20... When you're going through the 90 day reset and then also just, it's so much, it's overwhelming. But with those five things,
0: it it was, it was a way to, it was a good foundational piece of like, what do you want? If you're going through something in your marriage, if you are wanting to kind of rebuild it in this way of what do you want to be those key things that you have in your marriage that are always going to be constant, that you want to keep, you know, um, you know, whatever things that you yeah. and your partner may discuss, we're going to share what our five were yep. and what we think are like pretty, pretty good ones for.
1: Yeah, they work for us. But and then also they really derive from those those struggling the statistics, statistics that we shared.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: one thing before we share them also is just if you're still operating, you might not even know it, but if you're still operating in the mind of singleness and mm-hmm. haven't really dived into dying to self these might be hard to swallow and maybe you've been married for four years or you've been in a committed relationship for four or five years, but start to really like think about, have you died to self yet? And that's so hard when we heard that when our pastor first told us that it's still
0: hard. Yeah. Don't it, worry.
1: Yeah. It was very hard just to swallow. Cause it sounds like, Oh, you want me to kill off everything yeah, that I am. Everything. Yeah. But that's not that's not what it is and it's mm-hmm. more so like surrendering and just it's,
0: it's it's surrendering that you are not first for you anymore yeah, yeah. and i mean a lot of times we aren't anyways because you know we are we just want to honor god but now especially in marriage because now it's like you're not just thinking of yourself first in every situation you you know it's now you are one as a covenant you come together as one so now you are thinking of your spouse
1: yeah but ultimately too like i think about it from the bigger picture that me honoring ryan in like surrendering to ryan's needs mm-hmm. that is what god god wants us to learn how to do that because our marriage brings us closer to god and brings us closer to really just surrendering and submitting to god and his will his wants his desires for our life So it all is like a full circle. It's like you learn how to do that with your spouse, but Mm -hmm. then God's greater picture and image is that you ultimately learn how to do that with him Mm -hmm. and you guys together are going to get closer to him. So anyway, let's jump into what our five non-negotiables are. Do you want to start with the first one?
0: Sure. So the first one is full transparency. And I know it might sound like, oh, of course you want to be transparent with one another. And I mean... Full transparency. Mm-hmm. Like this resorts to, um, you know, not only this bleeds into our other uh, non negotiables as well that, you know, you'll hear us mention that, you know, you still have to be transparent in these things. But, you know, we're talking about whether well, it's your finances, your emotions, um, some like maybe thoughts or things you're struggling with that uh, you just have to, you know, be completely open because, you know, your partner, your spouse, is the one person that you are trusting every Mm -hmm. uh, is supposed to be your safe zone. You can trust everything with. Yeah. And so it's like you not only want to provide that environment by, you know, being loving and nurturing and safe, but also when you are transparent that trust builds Mm -hmm. because each of you can see how vulnerable, how open you're being. And even if it's maybe not the, you know, It might be tough conversations to have, or it might be tough things to discuss, but at the end of the day, it's just going to be better, um, for your marriage in the long term.
1: Yep. And so you, you definitely touched on it. Like we share, like if Ryan wants to pick up my phone, he can, he never does. Um, but Mm -hmm. or vice versa, um, with Ryan's phone, especially with just his, his history of pornography, like that, that's huge. Our laptops, too, like our laptops have passcodes on them Um, just to protect. We kind of talked about this with our 90 day reset. And I think we talked about in in our story or testimony, too, but passwords on it just to protect, like um, just guard Ryan from things that, you know, could pop up or if he's tempted by anything. But also it it brings me security, too, to know that when we're on our laptops, we're on our laptops next to each other or if we're on our devices, it's next to each other. Um, and then just tapping into that, like the other day we were going to sit down and record and all of that. And I just told Ryan, I was like, I'm feeling very vulnerable and I'm feeling very, I'm just not feeling great. I wasn't in a good mindset, mm-hmm. but just that transparency where I could have sat down and recorded, it would have been great, fine. But just being honest about where I was feeling and how I felt like
0: my mm-hmm. belly was
1: up. Personally, yeah. But.
0: And you know, and it's one of those things that's, you know, sometimes like, uh, you know, there might not be anything that you can do to make it completely better for that person mm-hmm. in that moment, like, you know, whether if they're experiencing or feeling a way, but just to be there with them to just be like, I, like, I hear you, you can obviously offer if there's anything you can do, yeah. but, um, just to be there with them. Cause sometimes like how often do we just feel like alone yeah. in something? And like, I feel like that's, those are just moments to just be completely transparent, completely honest. And so you can just feel like you're not alone in it with somebody, even if it doesn't mean you're doing anything proactively in that moment, yeah. but just being with them.
1: Because honestly, again, like that's you modeling what Jesus does for us every single day yeah. when, you know, if Ryan's having a bad day and he just needs someone to sit with him or, if you know, you're talking about your feelings, whatever it is. Jesus does that with us every single day. You mm-hmm. know, when we're praying to him, when we're sitting with him, he just sits with us and, you know, t- Matt takes on whatever we're feeling, our sufferings, whatever. And so that is a way that your spouse is like modeling that that and showing you that Jesus lives within within you and within me. Um, so just some, just some food for thought, for thought to think about. So number two is finances together, not alone. So if you heard our story as well, we talked about how, when we started all this back uh, 36 weeks ago, we switched over to me being kind of like in charge of um, finances Mm -hmm. and just being able, just having access to all of our accounts and everything. But over time, now we're at a point where we both can see some things, but I still am the one who will like send out the bills. But why it's so important, like just yesterday, talk about like our little budget thing, that meeting we have, our budget meeting that we have, which I love.
0: So one like... You know, it's more importantly, financials together, not alone. It's just that I personally, and this is just what it is for us, that I do not think that, you know, managing finances as like a marriage should just be one person's job. You don't have enough, Um, you know, you don't have, you know, shared knowledge about it. That it shouldn't just be one person managing everything, figuring everything out. And then mm-hmm. the other one's just kind of, you know, being like, oh, it'll, it'll all work yep. out. But just to be open with each other. So we had like our budget meeting. Mm-hmm. And yes, we have budget meetings. <laughs> It's and on our
1: phone, on our calendar. <laughs> because
0: uh, we had some like income adjustments, so we were like, hey, we need to sit down yep. and readjust our budget, which, by the way, if anyone needs help with the budget, feel we free love to doing that. hit us up because I love making budgets and spreadsheets. But Because we just had to adjust it so we knew uh, for what we wanted to save for, spend for what we knew every dollar is named so that way you know we don't get caught up in frivolous moments mm-hmm. to just you know let it go but let there, it go to waste
1: yeah and there's also just so much freedom with the budget like when we first heard about like you know how this this is gonna lead to financial peace and yeah. i definitely rolled my eyes and i was like no because i just oh, came sure. yeah i just thought like how could that how it was me so needing to die to self mm-hmm. but then As I have seen it work and just see the fruit that has come from it, like being able to pay off credit cards, you know, stepping into a season where we're gonna be tackling student debt, all of these things that student loans, student debt, student loans, right? So all of these things that we've been able to see um just come to come to the light. So you know,
0: yeah, because definitely in those moments when you hear people talk about it, it's always that feeling of like, oh, well, you have no idea. What I have, though, Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, we always thinking that the debt amount we have is too much or, you know, it won't work for me. And that's just not only it's the devil just trying to like play at yeah, in, insecurities that he mm-hmm. wants to keep you in a hole because that's when he can get to you the easiest.
1: Yeah. And he also knows that if he can keep you in that insecure spot, he mm-hmm. doesn't have to work as hard. No. He knows that if he can keep you at the point where you feel like in, you're in bondage or that stronghold, All he has to do is, like, he just has to come and peek and make sure you're still miserable. And then he doesn't have to keep playing at your thoughts because you're doing it now yourself. Because one thing that Ryan and I talked about yesterday is Satan can't read your mind, Mm -hmm. right? Satan can't read your mind. Only God is all-knowing. And so when you allow Satan to say, like, oh, financial peace is not going to happen. I have too much debt. You just let him into your thoughts. You invited him in. Nobody else. You did. So... Mm -hmm. Just remember that.
0: Yeah, and I think... So along with that, the um, doing financials together, this is where when we're transparent in this, it's at least what works... What Christina and I do is, you know, we are... We both know anything that's purchased. uh, We know... um, We obviously both check our, you know, the bank accounts just to make sure it lines up when we have our budget meetings. Mm -hmm. We just like to make sure that we we both review, like go over our purchases, just to make sure that we both know we're on the same page of what we have, you know, what was there, what each of us spent. And just more so, if anything, just so we are both just in the full knowledge of everything in every situation. Because the other thing I always talk about is, you know, God forbid, if anything were to happen to one of us, but if that person was the one managing all the finances, yeah, you know, you would never want your spouse to suddenly be trying to figure out everything because they were like, oh, well, my husband always did it or my wife always did that. Yeah. And this way you at least have at least some knowledge of it together. And then you, uh, cause that's something that you yeah. do together.
1: Yeah. So I have come to love our budget and I love our little budget meetings I'm not the great I'm not the greatest at uh spreadsheets. they stress yeah. me <laughs> out, but thank God that is your spiritual gift. I mean
0: but you gotta you can find things that each of you like about it so yeah. Christina loves paying bills.
1: I love it, it makes me feel powerful. she <laughs>
0: gets such a great feeling uh, when she hits submit yeah and she check knows it off, off my calendar for. that's yeah. her favorite that makes me sad <laughs> so i I prefer making the budgets. I like seeing everything spread out. I like seeing that everything's going to be taken care of. So it's kind of one of those you kind of find your roles of, um, you know, what works best for each of you.
1: Yeah. So that's number two. Number three is one of my favorites because I am a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love praying. I literally spent two and a half hours today just like sitting in God's presence. So good. So anyway, prayer life. So we we really took on that we needed to prioritize our spiritual life together and there's such beauty when you sit down with your husband and it's either like five minutes whatever you're driving we we do a lot of our prayer time when i'm driving ryan to work or mm-hmm. picking him up whatever um but we uh, we least try to pray together twice a day and that is a non-negotiable so even like get a couple of what was it two days ago we were both falling asleep and then i yep. like hit you and i was like no we gotta pray
0: yeah and uh, so, yeah, we we try to pray. Obviously, a lot of times we'll do it before work, um, whether when Christina drops me off sometimes or sometimes even if I drive myself, then it's like I might just send her a voice message or sometimes we've called each other just to still kind of get that time in together, um, as well as then we'll try to pray throughout, you know, at night. Those are I feel like our good standard uh, minimums or even if you do it like before a meal with one yeah. another, but obviously, you know, as you grow in this, like, you know, there's a lot of times we pray for each other Way during more. the day. Yeah. Um, it could be whether we're just feeling something, going through something at work, something's on our mind, or just want to know that your partner's to, praying for yeah, you. Yeah, and to
1: help each other, like, feed your spirit, too, because I also know that, like, when we first started, like, I, Ryan rarely ever prayed over me, mm-hmm. and it was more so, like, I had to really just, like, trust that, that God was going to really trust that God was going to work on Ryan's heart as much as he was working on mine. But um, one thing that my mentor told me is I, I, I just feel this on my heart. Like most, most women are a little bit more spiritual in the sense that they are quick to pray yeah. where, you know, men are a little bit more reserved and that's not, okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, my mentor told me to start modeling what I was looking for Ryan to do for me so i started praying over ryan and once i started to pray over ryan and show that it wasn't that scary to do uh, eventually slowly god was like working and refining his heart to just also pray because i know that some girls are probably gonna be like ma'am he would never sit down and pray with me he would never do it mm-hmm. that might mean that you might have to just engage him first to sit down and yeah. pray with you like mm-hmm. hey can you just sit with me i'm gonna i'm gonna pray real quick i would love someone to just sit with me in agreement
0: Mm -hmm. And even if it's just something that you just start slow with, because I'm not, you know, especially in that perspective as a man, like I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, oh, I've just always prayed with my wife because Mm -hmm. I have not. Yeah. Like one, because I'm, you know, still newer on my spiritual walk and growing with a relationship with God, but as well as, um, You know, we didn't always pray together, and I didn't even always like pray just by myself. Mm -hmm. And so, and it was just something that you started. And yeah, sometimes, you know, especially when you pray with them, because it's easy to pray by yourself because you're just with you. You kind of are like, you know, just saying whatever you need to. But then when you're with someone, you know, you might feel weird or nervous a couple times, but uh, that's just because you're just getting used to it. It's just like anything you do for the first couple times. Like once you have done it a few times. It eventually doesn't bother you where sometimes like, you know, we have to uh, stop praying. Otherwise, I'm going to be late for work. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, because if we just get going. At I just I
1: think it's such a beautiful thing where I feel so close to Ryan when I am praying with him and I feel more connected with him in this way. And so I don't know. It just I would highly just start somewhere, even mm-hmm. if it's like one thing that I uh, what I used to do, too, when I was learning how to pray learning how to pray but you know being more comfortable and confident with just letting the holy spirit take full control as i used to write it in a journal so even that's an ex that could be a way that you could invite your hubby or hubby can invite wife you sit down and you're just writing your prayers out together Mm -hmm. um and then that can the next step could be like you guys praying over each other but
0: yeah as well you'll see transparency in it yeah because Sometimes you'll pray for things that you have been thinking on or that's been on your heart that your spouse may have not known that you were thinking of and wanting to pray over. Yeah, that's good. So it just gives you a moment to kind of be open with each other in that and and then what a great way to join each other in prayer for those things that
1: and bring you, it to the light. That
0: you want to be with them for it. Number four is for us is no pornography or sexual explicit content. In home or anything we engage in Yep. so which m-
1: includes dun, 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 tv shows even mm-hmm. netflix yep. hulu
0: netflix hulu and it doesn't mean nothing at all but we are just much more strict in what we
1: are feeding our what, spirits
0: what we're feeding our spirits what we're looking into man you will always catch us on disney plus so good um but just because we, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't even think of that are just kind of subconsciously, yeah. we've just gotten used to culture feeding us yeah. and what feeds into that. And we're just at a point that it's like, you know, we just want to continue uh, striving and thriving in what God's doing in in yeah. me and in our marriage that, you know, we just, it's one of those, why would you let temptation just dangle in front of you yeah. when you can just, you know, cut those things out and just eliminate it. And, you know, there is going to feel you're going to have that maybe feeling of loss of like, oh, but I love those shows. And it doesn't mean I don't miss those shows. It doesn't mean that we don't miss some of those things. But we just know that the greater good for our marriage is more important than a 45 minute episode.
1: Yeah, because ladies, I even had to give up the good old Real Housewives of New Jersey.
0: That's the real miracle. Thank you, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so I I just found that even like Real Housewives, like, you know, I I absolutely used to watch those shows all the time, love them, um, thought they were hilarious. But as I realized that I was not feeding my spirit with things, ways that I wanted to represent um, being a wife or, you Mm -hmm. know, encouraging Ryan, whatever it could be. And so that was a toxic Part that I needed to release And honestly, again Do I miss TV shows? Yeah But the flip side of it is that we, We're we not saying don't watch Netflix Watch Netflix, we love, we just got mm-hmm. done Watching Lost in Space, we love Netflix But what we What we would encourage is look at your time clock. Look at how much time you are watching, like 45 minute episodes with your spouse, instead of sitting and talking with them, instead of going on a walk together, doing something to get to know your spouse more. And we found that we were just putting the, like, just pressing play to the same same TV show over and over and over again. And
0: And eventually just became background.
1: Yeah, well, and, and weren't talking to each other. It was just that was yeah. our that was our quality time and, was sitting and watching TV.
0: And, and I think too, like one like something we also just pay attention to is like because always like the ratings of a show is a good indication. Yeah. Because you know a lot of times nowadays, especially if anything has, almost even PG thirteens this way, but especially if it's MA, that um, you know there's a chance that there might be whether if it's nudity or mm-hmm. whether if it's just very suggestive scenes. Yeah, and everything so we those are just things that we avoid that is the state of what where we are at yeah and you might not be at that exact spot but you know that's just that's this is one of our non-negotiables and we could easily see that this could be one for others uh one for me as well was the when referring to explicit content was a big change i had was with my music Mm-hmm. so because at my job i'm allowed to listen to work throughout the day so i have you know
1: listen to music throughout the day
0: yeah I, yeah
1: you're like oh, i'm allowed to listen to work throughout the day it's like oh yeah <laughs> I, I
0: listen to music throughout my work day there you go and um you know so that's anywhere from eight to twelve hours based on how long i'm there and it's just song after song and you just don't even think about it until it's gone that like you know, when you have those explicit, explicit lyrics, yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of subconsciously in your mind that you might not be thinking that it's affecting how you think, how you feel. Um, maybe you're feeling more agitated from it, and that's why Christina always will text me if I'm like getting bothered at work. She's like, "Well, what are you feeding your spirit right now?" And, and he's and like, then uh, I'm like, "I'm just like, I'm mm, just like, is MGK not okay for that?" And she was just like, "I'd switch it for a little," but so that's just something we've changed. So it's like I still have a lot of the secular music so it's not that it's gone but it's just that I at least want to limit you know how much of the vulgarity of it mm-hmm. is being consumed so easily yeah and everything and which means like certain songs and everything's I just don't listen to but you know I look back at it now and like I can't even think of a long list Of, you know, what I miss because it's like you also start to find new things that you enjoy more. Yeah. And everything like I've never been more involved in like like Christian rap music just because like, you know, I'm like listening through and I'm just like, oh, this stuff's like really good. Because it's like I never sat down and listened to it because I their songs have purpose. I'd rather just listen to like mainstream stuff back then. So, yeah. So don't don't avoid the many blessings that might come from hard changes.
1: Yeah, and it might like it might not think you might not think it's a big deal, but we I've seen so much
0: mm-hmm. uh, such a
1: mood change too in Ryan and then even myself because I like my fair share of rap music too like
0: and so and anyway la- last but, thing I'll say about it is um, sometimes you can see how hard something has gripped on you when you fight so hard to keep it around. Yeah, because I f- yeah I oh man was when... so upset. Yes, when I when we were cutting explicit music from it, like I had a fit.
1: Well, yeah, because it. one and thing so... about Ryan's phone only has uh, I think we we talked about this right? How your phone only has, and it kind of goes with transparency, and then obviously yeah. with the no, no pornography, mm-hmm. he can't do any web surfing on his phone. Yep. Um, it's kind of like just, it's like. I don't know he has bare minimum things that he can use on his phone which is great yeah but also one of the things when you do lock the phone up like that is it uh it deletes and blocks explicit content Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it led into because i was like if ryan's going to be blocking and this is a way that i can support him i'm also going to eliminate that from my phone and um so that's something that we both did together is uh you know eliminated explicit content and our last thing Number five. What's number five, Ryan?
0: Surrender and submit, which
1: Ooh,
0: ew. Um, the first word, surrender. A lot of people may not always like. It's not always something that sits well with people.
1: And submit too. That's not yeah. That submit.
0: Doesn't... Those those there are two two s words that just <laughs> uh, people like hear it and they usually just kind of start getting really yeah, like, defensive about it. Like, what do you yeah. mean surrender? What do you yep. mean submit? It's
1: surrender and submit. When you hear surrender and submit. Those are both very hard to swallow words, right? Mm-hmm. But there, we've found that there's so much beauty in our marriage because of it. And when we say surrender, there's there's two pieces of it. The first piece of it is obviously you want to surrender your marriage. You want to surrender your finances. You want to step to the side and let God be the boss. You be the manager. You're the mm-hmm. GM. He's the owner, baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's one piece of it. And then submit, obviously you want to submit to God's will and desires and call for you, but he's using your husband to learn how to do that. Because I bet you, you have not done it to the, to the extent of submitting the way that you submit in your marriage. And it's not like me, Ryan telling me to sit down. It's not Ryan telling me, don't say that, whatever, Mm -hmm. or make me this that uh -uh, i'm still a feisty latina in this household but what it is is that i need to die to self i need in times where ryan might you know be going through a a tough time like for example when you're when his dad passed away right i needed to to submit to my own needs in that season to empower my husband to feed his spirit Mm -hmm. to be the one that helped him you know keep his keep his you know walk okay like to be able to you know get to the you know make sure he's getting food whatever it is in those seasons you learn when you have to submit to your partner's needs
0: yeah and along with the submitting I would say that obviously one you yeah you're submitting to God and in those moments of thinking of how he wants you to submit not only parts of your life and things to his will um, but like Christina said when you submit and thinking a bit of how would God submit to this person in this moment? Like how would, because you, you know, reading the stories and you just know that God would submit all the things he might be thinking or needing or wanting to do because he wants to just care for this person. He wants to just be there or do whatever is needed that, you know, he felt, you know, God was telling him to do. So I think of the same for us of like, so in a moment with Christina or even with friends or, family that it's just you know what is how does God want me to sum, submit in this moment to care for them because when you do that that's how you show God's grace in those moments oh, yeah. because you're an oh, example yeah. of God's grace and that's yeah. how he's working in that place
1: and i feel i feel like too like this was this submit the word submit was really hard for me because i thought like well i love being a strong independent woman uh, and you know, no one's gonna tell me what to do, and I thought that was a great quality to have. And culture tells me it is, but I found that I love, I loved my husband way more now today, being submitting to him than I did seven months ago, mm-hmm. because we just I I see how he does the same. And he humbles himself before me and is always being like, how can I serve you? And I do the same thing. And when you both are doing that, it is so beautiful because Mm -hmm. it's like you're speaking at each other's love languages. And it's just so humbling to be to just see how Ryan is just trying to cater to me on moments and then vice versa. Me cater to Ryan because it used to be Ryan would just cater to me all the time. And then I thought that was okay because I was the queen Mm -hmm. and you were here to serve me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, as well, definitely in those moments, like as well as some of the me always, you know, serving was in a way of also dealing with some of the feeling of whether guilt guilt or in shame and things that I had at that time. But, you know, it's almost like when you get to this place of fully submitting with one another, like we said, it's not what, you know, culture might want you to think, you know, oh, how, you know, God or the, in marriages, they want you to submit. It's like, no, it's, You know, just submitting um, that your, whatever you want to do, whatever your thoughts and feelings sometimes aren't the most important. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just feeling that, you know, after, you know, I may have had like a long work day. I may have felt tired and know that there's a lot of stuff going on. But I may see that in these moments, like my wife needs me, Mm -hmm. whether if it's emotionally, whether if it's just time to just sit with her. Because sometimes she doesn't even need to say anything. She just wants me to be with her. Yeah. She just wants to know that I'm there, and you know, I could selfishly be like, Man, I've just had a really long day, like, I just need time for me. And a lot of people would be like, Yeah, absolutely, you yeah, deserve it. Go You're gonna yeah, take that yeah, time man, for you, you, bro. Yeah, you work 12 hours, like, you take that. But in those moments, I know that, like, that's not what's most important, though, because I will have other times to rest, I will get have those times too, because Christina's submitted. A lot of times to you know help and me it in puts, that sense. And yeah,
1: yeah, and then it puts your partner in that posture. Like, wow, yep. he just sat with me. He knew he just had this huge long day, and he still sat with me for 20 minutes and just heard about my day. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know what? What do you want to do? What do you want to do next? Do you want to want to go to get McDonald's? You need that. You need that double cheeseburger. What do you need? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It just sets it sets the posture of always. Do you actually want a double cheeseburger? No, I
0: was gonna say we all have that cheat meal. <laughs> we all we
1: all
0: we all have that guilty meal that we wanna go get. Hey
1: McDonald's is McDonald's, bro. Everybody's been there. Everybody's been through that drive through, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, Surrender and Smith is number five and we we knew we saved that one for last because we knew that one would be like uh if we started with that y'all would be like skirt skirt exit would be like
0: mm, i think there was another podcast i was gonna go listen to uh, <laughs>
1: call i'm the boss <laughs> all right guys so that let's just review what we chatted our five non-negotiables are full transparency
0: finances together not alone
1: that spiritual prayer life bro
0: and then no pornography or sexual explicit content in our home or that we engage in.
1: And then number five, surrender and submit, die to self, right? Yep. So that, those are our five non-negotiables.
0: And these are things that we've really, really lived into the last eight months as we've, you know, after we did our 90 day reset. And these were actually a long for that too. Of these were just things that we just knew that we wanted to have. Uh, during this um, yeah, stage so of our marriage. Yeah, so we
1: would definitely just recommend forward. sit with your spouse, talk about what your five non-negotiables will be because this is not, you know, only Susan gets to write down the five and then the man just says, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, we're doing it. It's a conversation you guys have together. You talk about what your values are, what is important to you. Yeah. Uh, write it down and live by that. Let that be your backbone. Let that be your let, let be your little sticky note. Yeah,
0: let, let, let it become... The new foundation you want to have towards improving and strengthening your marriage, yep. and because eventually these five things you won't even actively think about yeah. as you do them, they're just going to become routine. Like they you all know, mesh together. Yeah, you just it just starts becoming your new marriage.
1: Your new marriage, how you treat your spouse and how you highlight them and empower them. So all that to say, we are so glad that you listened in today. Mm -hmm. We're excited for our next upcoming episode. Our next episode is one of our favorite topics to talk about, and it is... Setting boundaries.
0: This is this has been your uh, your mantra for like two years. Yeah, boundaries is
1: one of my favorite things to talk about. Make sure to go check us out over on our Facebook page. You can find us by searching Burning for Marriage Podcast. And our Facebook page shares and highlights different resources. We share different Bible verses, different books throughout the week just to engage and to provide more information for all of you. So we would love to have you over there as well as, well as we also post our our episodes over on our Facebook page. So thank you guys for tuning in and join us for next week's episode all about setting boundaries. Take care guys.